Every team, every topic, everywhere. This is Believe. It's the corner where the treats is is this the the passing of the torch right is this what this signifies it comes down to that that front office and what they feel is most important the champ is here we've touched down from a higher plane why you made it here we always look forward to that week because it was always intense you know that we ain't coming back we got to the man the myth the legend dante hall my 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 favorite player growing up was dante hall i love you guys (laughs) too but dante was my guy Get to dashing because you're done on the war feet. This episode of Chief Concerns is brought to you by BetOnline.ag. BetOnline is the fastest and easiest way to wager on all your favorite sports, contests, and events with first-to-market odds and lines. Find reviews and news for every league, including Major League Baseball, NFL, NBA, NHL, combat sports, esports, and even golf. BetOnline continues to be the top online resource for all your sports information from live in-game betting, props, and futures. Head to BetOnline today or use your mobile device to join today and make your first sports bet. Use our promo code BELIEVE50, that's B-L-E-A-V-5-0, to receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. BetOnline, where the game starts. Hey guys, welcome back to another episode of Chief Concerns. I'm Marcus Dash here with legendary tight end Jason Dunn. JD, how we doing, buddy? What's up, my brother? What's going on with you? How you doing? Doing all right? I'm doing great, man. We got we got the the one eleven and one uh, Texans this week. I'm feeling pretty good about this one. Um, <laughs> but I know you're you're big on any given Sunday, and everyone's getting paid to play football. So there's no no reason to be happy about it, your opponent and thinking it's a you know thinking about it's, it's an easy one. Yeah, no, yeah, it's definitely not an easy one. You know, no game in the NFL is easy. So I think we got we got to go in knowing that you know it was a team that is a very capable team that has a very good coach uh, and can be dangerous. And so sometimes these are the ones you don't see coming. It's almost like that left left hook. You never see it coming, and before you know it, you're on the you're on the mat. So mm-hmm. you know we don't want to get caught with that. They're missing a lot of really good pieces. So this should be something that is easy for us. It should be an easy task. It should be. You put it that way. So uh, if we make it that way, then I, I'm going to be happy. Um, but I, I think we just kind of needed another showing to get some things you know, going. And I think it's just all momentum going into the playoffs. And I think you, these games right here is the one that you kind of – you try to direct what you're going to be uh, when you get into the playoffs, right? Mm. Like on all cylinders, is everybody on board with everything what we're trying to do? We're going to try some things offensively, some things defensively, you know, then we go out there and just go play. So I think within these next four weeks, uh, this is some things I think you could try to get away, get away with, put some some pieces that we haven't had in, get a little bit more time. Uh, We're going to start getting some guys back. You know, they talk about Harmon coming back. You know, Kadarius, Tony, he might be back, you know, possibly next week. And so when you start getting some of these guys in, we're going to start looking, you know, a lot different, you know, offensively. And so uh, that is a promising uh, thing to me as far as like when you when you talk about this role being at the very end, how you want your guys to play. And so it all it all is predicated on what you did in the last two games, right? You, you haven't really been solid by all your standards and all your measures. 
then you haven't really been that team. And so now, uh, you know, everybody's doubting us. They somehow say, I can't believe the Chiefs are second in, in league. And I'm like, wait a minute, hold on. Yeah, we, you know, we're, you know, second AFC, I think third ranking right in, in the entire NFL. Is that where we are right now? Yeah. Yeah. Third. Yeah. So I mean it changes. I, you know, here everybody has different opinions on what what they think, but um, but we're a very good football team. And I don't want anybody to forget about that. We are a very good football team. And so, like I said before, once we get everybody back together, I think we're going to be rolling on all cylinders. And everybody else is going to be, hey, look, everybody, they go get Cole Beasley, right? And, and they're they looking to go get, you know, uh, uh, Odell uh, Beckham Jr. And they try and get it, they try and get everybody, OBJ. They, I mean, they're they looking to get guys after on the football field, right? To fill their roster because yeah. they know what they got to go, go up against. Uh, especially in AFC when you come against the Chiefs. And so I think we go ahead and we'll, we'll, we'll win the AFC uh, for the championship, and we get to the Super Bowl. That's how it's going to be. Yeah. So. Well, OBJ's uh, waiting until March, apparently. The, the, the new the new thing with him is waiting until March to sign now because uh, I think he realized oh. that oh, he wasn't yeah. going to get that big deal uh, right now. Uh, he was trying to hit somebody over the head quick. That's what he was going to try to do, man. It, I, yo, I think what kind of – well, when he went on the show and he said, well, look, I, I don't – I don't need to come out here and do it. The team's like, wait a minute, hold on. They're fine. You ain't ready to play this year. You just yeah. want to come in and do for the playoffs and not, you know, you, you ain't ready. Yeah. You ain't trying to get ready before then. You just want to come do the playoffs. Hey, man, you know, we, we, we can't use you. Ain't no, ain't no sense doing that. We ain't going to waste that, that spot. Yeah. Go, like going, that. going on LeBron show, I think really did hurt his chances of getting signed this year by, by saying speaking that noise. Yeah, man. Yeah, you let your, your true feelings out. You know, not to mention how, you know, Dallas did him too, you know, so, yeah. you know, cats out the bag. Everybody's like, we ain't better pay yet. We ain't doing that. <laughs> so, can't be mad at him, man. It's business, right? Yes, of course. It's NFL. Well, yeah. Hey, hey, and we're going to have, uh, based on what we see right now, we're going to have a lot of guys, we're going to have a, a lot of vacancies in receivers. So, for all the people who are the big OBJ truthers, like our guy Lance, maybe we take a run at OBJ. And apparently, I, I report this week, apparently we are still in contact with his people. So, there's potential next year. Next year, we're going to have openings. Potentially, Harmon's a free agent. We can get out of MVS's contract. I think Justin Watson's a free agent. There's a lot of guys who are going to be uh, – uh, Juju's a free agent. So, our receiver room, based on what we see going into next year, it could be completely different again. Um, so, yeah. Look, you know, next year, you know, we'll kind of – we'll get on that, of course, for the end of the season. But, yeah. yeah, if you think about, you know, getting him in, sure. I think, you know, Juju's been very productive for us. Uh, you know, Sky Moore's coming up as a young guy that's been doing, I think, really well in the last few games, kind of getting the ball to him. So yeah. I think he's he's on the rise as far as he's going to be a solid player for us uh, in the future, the next couple of years. Um, and then you tell you, you know, Kadarius Tony. And so yeah. we got there's guys, we got some explosive guys. Then mm-hmm. if you add him on by next year after winning the Super Bowl, then hey, it's just like okay, Chiefs are going to be another favorite to repeat. Yeah. Right? So you see how I'm talking? It's all positive, man. We we yeah. the Super Bowl. It's all positive. They did old gloom and doom. I'm, we're not gonna do that. Okay, yeah. we just we gonna keep it positive. We gonna we gonna focus on where we want to go, how we want to do it, who we gonna be. It doesn't matter who you put in front of us. We are gonna take care of business. Yeah. Um. So uh, with with the show uh, so today, we're gonna have um our guy uh, at your boy Keys coming on here to talk about. Some of the stuff he's been going on Twitter about and talking about Spags needs a little more criticism. Um, and we're going to talk to him a little bit about that, um, about what he's what his thoughts are on uh, Spags and 
what he's seeing out there and what, what he thinks. Um, so we're going to get that uh, later, a little bit later on the show. Um, we're also going to preview the uh, the game this weekend, and we're also going to talk about a few hot topics that are trending right now beforehand. Um, and then also on Twitter, we're also going to have uh, a little bit of uh, JD talking about what he's seen from Brandon Williams defensively. Um, so we're going to have that for you guys on Twitter. So check for that um, on our uh, at concerns chief on Twitter. Um, so JD, before we uh, before we get keys on and stuff, um, I wanted to ask you about this. And you, you, you said. Right, you kind of start off by saying you want to keep things positive. Yeah. And and I think with Chief fans, and I think in national media in general, I think everyone's gotten so used to Mahomes like dominating that they have to look for flaws and they have to kind of look for storylines to kind of, you know, to you know, put him down a little bit to try to make other quarterbacks go up a little bit. I, I think that's always, that's always been the case. You know, you see it in the NBA, they put LeBron down to bring, rise up other players, but you don't have to do that. You don't always have to look for negatives to fill storylines. And I know he threw three interceptions last week, so people kind of focus on that. But there's one thing I wanted to focus on from this past week, and you played with the Chiefs. You also played with the, the Eagles and the NFC East. You played in some really good divisions and probably the best division rivals, uh, set of division rivals of both conferences, actually. Absolutely. Um, yeah, 100%. NFC East and, and AFC West. Right. And Mahomes, in his tenure, this stat that I that kind of stuck, stood out to me, uh, that after this game, uh, I guess the uh, Broncos this past weekend, Mahomes became 15-0 and 0 in uh, away games uh, since, he, since he started for the Chiefs. 15-0 and 0 going to San Diego, LA, Oakland, Vegas, Denver. I mean, you played in these, these he had rivalries where you guys had to travel to these places. Yeah. How let's not talk. I mean, let's talk about how hard of a feat that is. And I know obviously it's a team game, but for a quarterback to go into these places and be undefeated in, in the four year, in the, what, five, the fifth year he's been doing this. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's wild. I mean, talk about how, how, how amazing of a feat that is for Mahomes to be 15 0 to go in and play in these places in the AFC West. I mean, that's, that's very difficult. I mean, it's very difficult, especially going in, into, like you said, we used to go to San Diego. Oakland, of course, we you know it's a hostile environment. Denver is always tough because you got to deal with the, uh, you know, the altitude. You know, it's part of the element. And so, you know, when you're thinking about playing these teams, then it's always, you know, you have to play them twice. And when you go out there, these teams already know you. So it's not like you're going to do so much more to like try to trick them, right? It's like the, the kid right across the street from you. If y'all gotten into a fight, you, you know what his strengths are. You know, if he has a bad knee, if he can't, you know, he, he, you know, he's not good at wrestling. You don't know all those different things, right? Y'all, y'all been playing the same playground for so long. It's like, look, I know this guy. Okay, you know what makes him mad? So you're gonna say something about his girlfriend or something like that? What you know, what his teeth looks like, or you know, you know, or he smells. Okay, and so that's the same thing. We're not, we're not tricking them with anything. They know us. We know them. And going 15 and 0, man, that's that's a that's a huge feat to do. That's huge. And so if we're not acknowledging that Patrick Mahomes is playing at an absolute all-time perennial power at, at what he's doing, that level is, I mean, I, I don't know how you, you don't appreciate that, especially just as a football fan in itself, right? It's like, man, you know, you're going to all these places that we know is tough and you're winning. That's what you're doing. And, you know, it's just, that's a hard thing to do, man. Uh, I haven't been out, I've been all those places and I play and I'm, when I'm telling you, that they do everything within their power <laughs> to make it even tougher on you, they will do it. And so I remember we talked about going out to Oakland and how they didn't even let us, you know, take warm hot showers. It turned, you know, cold showers on us. I mean, it seemed like things are just damp. You know, they don't make it ideal for you when you go in a locker room, you know, stinky and all, you know, just, 
just seems like, you know, they want you to be uncomfortable. And so you had to go and play that, get into the locker room, which is uncomfortable. Just the traveling out there to the West Coast is always a bad, you know, that's a bad trip just going out there because it's long. Uh, it can be taxing on the body and the mind. So Patrick has been able to, to, to step above that and beat these guys, some, some really good guys, some really good quarterbacks, you know, and, and Herbert, you know, Carr, right? And so, I mean, it, it, he's been some guys out there, man, that, that's been doing uh, that I call good football players, They're good, you know, good quarterbacks. And the Chiefs have been, they've been taking care of business. Patrick has been taking care of business. So uh, that's, that's a wonderful feat. It's a wonderful feat. Yeah, that's one thing. It's I think Chief fans in general, the ones who get mad by the three interception games, it's you know, don't take this for granted. And I, 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 I mean, like JDB, you, you you play you play with some guys, you know, obviously play with some great quarterbacks. You also play with quarterbacks, you know, like who you know are kind of journeymen in the league. And you know, and like I bet you would love to play with Patrick Mahomes. You'd love to play in this era of the Kansas City Chiefs where they are, you know, going to the our division our division rivals and, and winning every time you go there and stuff. So it's like as fans, you know, yeah, you get mad by the three interceptions, but you know, short memories because, like, what he's doing for us on a grander scale. Mm-hmm. I mean, just, just don't take it for granted. This is this is something we, we may never see again um, for for Chief fans. You know, yeah, I mean, that's true. That's true. And you you gotta you gotta appreciate the moment for what it is, right? You can't look past it. So it's like, oh, before you know, oh yeah, he will be one fifteen times on the road against these guys. Man, that's that's insane. So I think it gives context because uh, we were watching. Uh, I had some some pictures of. Uh, when they won the Super Bowl, and I came out there for for the for the parade and whatnot, and I was looking at some of the crowd, and I'm sitting there like I went to some of the crowd, and I was talking to some of them, like some of those fans just don't know who I am because it's just been that long ago. So the context of like the, the history of the Chiefs and what they went through and all the things, they don't quite know it, right? Mm-hmm. They just know Patrick Mahomes, and sometimes you get spoiled because it's like, oh, okay, this is how it always has been. It's that that's just not true. Mm-hmm. There's been some really up and down rocky days and times and years. That the Chiefs have went through, and so uh, I was fortunate that we played, you know, in a good era. You know, we we did really well. We probably should have went to the Super Bowl in one one year. Yeah. Uh, you know, hey, but that's how. That's, but that shows you how difficult it is to get to that place, mm-hmm. right? And so that's why I'm like, man, it's so hard to you know get on this guy and just you know try to pick him apart every little thing. Just pick, oh, you know, all the good things he's done, and oh man, what are they doing? And I'm like, man, it, look, appreciate what you have. Four AOC championship games. Four. That's that's exceptional, right? Two Super Bowls. Like, come on now. So sometimes you can get spoiled for the things that you've done and what you've accomplished. And, you know, it's just like, okay, you know, that's the standard. But you need to realize, like, you know, what this thing has transitioned into, right? So we transitioned into a very good football team, you know, one of the best in the league. And so we are the most hated team out there. They don't want to see the Chiefs win. You know, and so that's what it is. And they're going to pick, they're going to pick Patrick apart. They're going to pick the Chiefs apart. And then the, the problem is with sometimes your own fans do it. That, that's that's what some of the problem is. And you're not saying that the fans are, are wrong and, and being criticized and saying things, but also too, it's like, okay, hey, look, those are your guys. I get it. Hey, support your guys. Hey, big critical of them. They're not doing something well. Yeah, talk about it. But then if it's the extra thing going into it, it's like, that's the issue. That's the problem. You know, when you're purposefully looking for something like, ah, he didn't have the right shoes on. Oh, you know, we start getting on his, you know, his wife and all, you know, that's like all this stuff is, just, you know, to me, it's just maddening. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 
Um, and a buddy, a buddy of mine who actually worked with the Chiefs, uh, he um, he it was he was you know partying with the team after the Super Bowl. Um, and uh, Dustin Colquitt was on the team. You know, Colquitt. Yeah, you you played with Colquitt, right? Was he still on the team when you were there? Yeah, DC. Yeah, okay, okay. That's my man. Yeah, and, and he he my my buddy was actually he was partying with Colk for a little bit, and Colquitt's like, man, he gave him a giant hug. He's like, I've been through some dark times, dude. This is like, <laughs> I, and he, he looks at my friend. He goes, dude, he goes, I've been through some dark times. This is amazing. Like you you have no idea how I feel right now. And like, yeah, I mean, he's been, he was I mean he was with uh, you know towards the end of your career, and then yeah. he was with some of those those dark times. You know the the Pioli era, the the the, the spying inside the franchise era, and then you it know. Is. The two and fourteen, you know, the Javon Belcher situation. So much happened, and and you're right. A lot of a lot of fans don't really don't weren't around for those times. They don't know that we went through so many dark years, and to now we have this. It's like we're ten and three, and people are crying and saying we need to fire Andy Reid online. It's like what? It's and unreal. You just don't know what you have, and, and no. if anybody could talk about that, talk to how far they've got, how, how far they've gotten. It is definitely Coquit. DC will tell you everything, man. He'll, he'll let you, like you said. I mean, when you're talking about the tracks that they had to do to get to where they got to, that man can lay it down for you. There ain't no doubt about it. And so, um, yeah. Uh, and and I, look, it's good. Hey, look, if you're born in this area, you just became a Chiefs fan a few years ago in the five and six years. Hey, you know what? All right. Good. <laughs> right? Celebrate the team. Make sure yeah. you celebrate them, though. Okay. You have no idea what them jokers have been through to get here. Mm-hmm. Celebrate team, and then also learn, learn your chief history too. Learn your history. You gotta learn your history as well. It's important. It's important. Yeah, hundred percent. I, 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 we wouldn't be having chief concerns if, uh, you know, if if I wasn't, you know, rocking uh, the JD era Chiefs back back in my when I was eight and nine years old. You know, there wouldn't be no chief concerns. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Um, Okay, uh, so now our, our guy Keith is going to come on here. He's going to talk about a little bit of some of the criticism that's going on on Twitter, and he's going to kind of voice that for us about uh, our guy Spags, who's been a very common uh, common enemy number one for a lot of uh, Chief, Chief fans. So we're going to talk to our guy Spag- All right, Keith here. So JD was telling me a little bit about that you were saying there isn't a you're not hearing enough criticism on Spags. And when I heard that, I was like, interesting. I was like, I, I feel like we are hearing it. I mean, I, I, I hear, I mean, other than the, the, the few people who are saying we need to fire Andy Reid because uh, our team's getting stale. <laughs> it's like ridiculous. But I, I, I do hear a fair amount of Spags criticism. Can you kind of talk to us about, I mean, what, what you were, what you were saying exactly about, about Spags? Uh, I, I think actually what, what I was talking about with the defense is more of a, for me, it's and it's not just a defense. I guess it's everything. It's more of a both and perspective. It's like people tend to gravitate towards others who agree with them, and so it, my biggest thing, especially on Twitter, is it, it's just like extremes. And so there's the spags can do no wrong crowd, and then there's the spags can do no right crowd, and it's trying to find the balance of like looking at the defense as a whole. And finding the positives and the negatives. But if you're asking like specifically, what are the things that kind of irritate me about the defense? Is that where we're, where we're going? Well, Is that kind of what you? I mean, it, just a little bit, like some of your concerns, because I know you say, you know, sometimes these things need to be said. And, and to be honest with you, Keith, right. man, I, I, man, I love your input. I, I really do, man. I think you, you have a really fair balance how you look at things, you know? I see how you kind of parse through everything. And I'm just like, man, he's, just, he's pretty much on point. And, and you're fair. 
That's what I, I like about it, you know, and that's why I, I actually brought you on because I'm just like, you know, Keith does a good job. So, yeah, look, he, he says the criticism and, you know, rightly so, he's being said. But like you said, I think you find a balance in between because it's not like on either side or this side. Right. But it's like, hey, man, look, let's let's be realistic about some of these things. And let's just talk about it. Right. Um, and so that's why I want to kind of kind of get into the conversation because we were talking about some of the coaching, the aspect of it. Right. Yeah. Um, and so I think what, what I was asserting was that. You know, when any coach that puts in, you know, their system, you know, defense, or offense, what you try to do is you got to you try to make sure that the piece that you're putting in is going to be able to perform. Right. And sometimes the pieces that you have there may not be up to par with what you want, especially, you know, that's and that's why sometimes these guys get they're interchangeable. You know, guy gets cut, you know, he gets released. You know, somebody we're still looking for guys to kind of fit that scheme of things. And so um, I've been kind of alluding to saying that there needed to be a change, you know, somewhat on the D line. I think we just needed some, a little bit more of that oomph, that little bit more of that spark. Right. Some other guys besides just Chris. And we know Chris is going to come in. He's going to play exceptional, right? I think uh, uh, Kalafis has been doing a decent job these past few weeks of coming in and, you know, just kind of being a high-motor guy, just being relentless, trying to get the ball. Frank has been showing up every once in a while. I think Sounders has been doing a little bit. But also, too, it's, it's been my, – my criticism has been where, where we haven't been as, as – as stout against a run, where sometimes it seems like the, the D tackle is getting pushed on the linebackers, you know, it could be anybody, but sometimes the linebackers are not able to make the plays. So is it a personnel decision when I'm sitting there saying the personnel, not necessarily the coach, but personnel wise, the strength may not necessarily be there. Right. So, yeah. Yeah, I, I think one of the one of the questions was, and I think you said something about maybe it was you, uh, that uh, you know, Spags Spags' scheme is working. People are in position. Mm-hmm. It's just a matter of they're not making plays when they're in the in position. And then it it kind of becomes, you know, I don't know how about how you guys feel, but it seems like the whole time, at least the whole time Spags has been here, maybe into the Sutton era you know going back that far but it seems like we've had an issue each year with tackling and i know that that can be a big issue throughout the nfl but there certainly are some teams that seem to be pretty good at tackling and so i, I know we kind of got in a, into a discussion of you know is that a coaching thing is that a player personnel thing and it you know i guess from my perspective it seems to be like most of the defensive unit. And so for me, if it's most of the guys, it, it's a coaching thing. But, you know, again, it, it's it's kind of a both and thing. So, you know, every defensive coordinator, every coach, and you would know way better than me, you know, I'm just a fan, but everybody has strengths and weaknesses. Spags is a smart guy, you know, but he has weaknesses. You know, Andy is a brilliant Hall of Fame coach, but he has weaknesses. And so it's like, you know, there's some people that if you start pointing out any weaknesses, they get angry and defensive and, and just want to default back to, well, we're winning. And, 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 you know, while other people are like, we're just pointing out weaknesses. Yeah, we understand we have a good team. So, yeah. But yeah, I mean, to me, it's tackling, you know, it's, it's, attitude to be honest like preseason I thought 
our attitude was way different. Like I, I thought we were going to be more of an enforcer type defense. You know, guys weren't going to be afraid to, to lay the lumber, not exactly like the Titans, but, you know, getting closer to kind of that Mike Vrabel, you know, we're going to make sure the offense doesn't want to play us today type of thing. Yeah. And so I think those two things to me have kind of been a, a letdown. Yeah. I, I, and, and I agree with you, man. I think these, these last two games glaringly has been that, right? It hadn't necessarily seen like that, like that grit was necessarily there, right? Like that toughness. So it's almost like, you know, like a bully going in, like you already know, like you have to have a mindset that you're going to destroy a team. You, you got to come in like that you're going to be wrecking shop. That's what it has to be, right? Um, and I agree with you. I think that the past few games, at least the two, I, I would say Bengals, of course, because, you know, obviously when everything was being amplified because of the talking, right? And when I seen the first drive, I'm sitting there thinking, where, where where's, where's it at? Right. Where's, where's, where's the, you know, no holes bars, you know, biting glass. So like, oh, we're, we're going to tear you apart, you know, type of attitude. Uh, and you didn't see it and didn't see it. So, you know, I, I don't know what that was. And then all of a sudden we get into, you know, the, uh, you know, the Denver game and it was like, okay, we know we're going to beat Denver. Right. It should have, it shouldn't even be in a contest. Matter of fact, it wasn't the first, you know, have we put up the points. And then it it, it came into, well, you know what? Uh okay, they get the ball back. These guys are not gonna score, right? And then before you know it, Judy's is an he's an end zone, right? It's like, wait a minute, hold on. What they only gave him life? So what happened to like they kill an instinct on the first half of doing it, right? And so uh, now I, I, I agree with you. I agree with you. Um, and so I, I think, man, the, the difficulty of it goes, and we're just kind of talking about like the tackling aspect. I think that in itself is like, that's the, the, the player issue. That, that's, that's what I think. I think the, the, the tackling goes into that's attitude too. Right. I mean, that's one of those things like is, is, is technique fundamentals, you know, run through the guy where you're making a tackle. Like you can't come up and try to hit, you know, Sanjay Piron or anybody, you know, you can't come in tiptoeing. You just can't do it. I don't care who it is. Any back in the NFL, when you come in tiptoeing, you are looking to get ran over. That's what that's what's going to happen. Uh, and so if, if guys play that way, which I don't foresee them playing that way when they get to the, to the you know, the playoffs, I think sometimes things become stale. Like when you, like when you do start winning, it is just like, okay, mm-hmm. then it's like, Hey, we could show up against these teams. Well, you know, the Bengals ain't a team we could just show up in and just not do. But I think the Bengals was one of those, those teams that we just not the Bengals, I'm sorry, the Broncos was one of those. We just kind of showed up, was like, okay, we know we're gonna get this win, right? And so everybody we could go up 27 points, everybody did like this, right? So uh I, I agree with you. I do wholeheartedly. Um, but yeah, no, good assessment, man. Yeah, I, I do think though, I mean, our defense did play really well in that game. And I just do think that the three turnovers from Mahomes, and that's why Mahomes mm-hmm. said the defense played played great. They they picked them up today. You yeah. know, he gave he gave them added possessions, and I and I feel like maybe the defense was a little exhausted coming out there. The three added times where you know we had these these picks, and they were playing great up until that point, and then right. you know that's when the interceptions started to happen. And I feel like maybe Mahomes was was playing he was playing looser, trying to squeeze ball into balls into windows that that weren't there, and he even said it himself. 
maybe that was him. You know, he was playing loose. Like, we got this lead. Let me try this. You know, let me try. You know, it's like it's like a an NBA player when teams are up by thirty points in the third quarter. I'm gonna go down here and chuck up a three for like you know like a like a deep three. It doesn't matter if I miss it. I mean, we're already up thirty. You know, so I think Mahomes was kind of playing looser in that in that respect too. And that's also why they got more possessions, more chances to be on the field, and you know. And making it a closer game, yeah. So, I mean, I, I'm there with that, and I also think too, um, using the NBA references, um, one of those things too, he's talking about tackling, yeah. and this is where I think it's more of a player thing versus a coach thing. Whereas that's just that's just an effort thing, that's just like you know, get, getting down and, and making that tackle. And I think a lot of these guys, and and and, and you know, and I'll say the NBA thing is rebounding, you know, with my Sixers podcast, rebounding has been a big thing, and a lot of fans want to blame it on Doc Rivers, like everything else they want to blame it on. But rebounding, that's just that's just an effort. That's just going to get the ball and get and getting it, making right. a tackle, just going to make that tackle. And yeah, could it, could it be a little bit of the young guys, you know, maybe thinking too much instead of you know actually just going out and playing? Maybe it's a little bit of that. But yeah, that, that's not Spags' fault. The, and and I think the one we point to the most is in that Cincinnati game, end of the game, third and five, third and six. There was four guys, three guys around Jamar Chase. You make mm-hmm. that tackle. Yeah, he didn't make the tackle, and that was a great call because I mean, Spags drew that play, drew that defense up nicely. You make that tackle, we could possibly get the ball back, and you know, see what happens on, on that point. But we never got the ball back. So, yeah, I do think it's, it's a little of both, but to, to blame to, to 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 blame everything on Spags, and I I just think it's it's the tackling emphasis, and I don't think that's a more of a coaching thing. I and you're right, that was an issue with Bob Sutton too. So. Maybe it's just personnel. Maybe we're not. Maybe we're not bringing the proper guys in. Uh, I, I don't know. But that you're you're right. That there was a thing with Sutton too, and that was uh, that was uh, I remember that was that was a big critique of Sutton's defense. So I don't know. It, would you say it's personnel, JD? Would you would you would you chalk that to be a personnel thing? We're not bringing in the right guys for the defense we want to run. I, I look. I think I think we got a, a a good personnel. I do. I think, like you said, it's, it is all about, you know, the be aggressive, right? Like the chili, be aggressive, be, you know, all of that, right? It's, it has to be like rebounding is all about attitude. It's, you know, when you talk about Dennis Rodman, Dennis Rodman is it's attitude. I don't want the ball more than you want it. That's what I'm going to do. I'm going to go through hell and high water to get, go get this ball. And so what it, it has to be. And so like when we talk about like that, uh, um, like that when Chase made it first down, you got to make that tackle. You got three guys around you. You have to make that tackle. Somebody has to step up and make that tackle. And so uh, it's a letdown just because, you know, when you are in a position to make the tackle, then you don't get it, okay? And so it's not like, well, you know, was that a, a bad call? No, that's on the guys. And, I, and the guy, look, and, and make no mistake about it. I'm not here to beat guys up. Guys know that, okay? I mean, that's what film study is all about. They really are. And so, like I said before, as much as we talk about it and upset about it, these guys are even more upset about these things and not, not getting it done, right? And so, uh, because the thing is, that's their livelihood. And you've seen a guy who's not getting things done, hey, guess what? You're going to the practice squad or you're going to, you know, you're going to, we're going to get you out of here. You know, that's 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 the way it works. Yeah. So that's, you know, you have to, you I mean, you have to be able to want those things. You got to be able to do it. And it is. I think it's just one of those efforts. I think it is an attitude that you got to do it and, and go out there and make the tackles. Um, but yeah, Keys, what do you think, man? Well, I let me ask you a question because you you said that. Do you think that part of that attitude though is 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 kind of reflected by either the coach or a leader on the defense? Like you know, mm-hmm. the whole time you guys are talking, I'm thinking, you know, you're talking about us needing a Pat Mahomes on the defensive side. And, and, but I'm also thinking of, you know, certain 
defensive coordinators where you do adapt their their attitude. You know, like I said earlier, with like a Mike Vrabel, that right. defense very much has his attitude. And I guess my question would be, does our defense have Spags's attitude? And if so, is that is that problematic? And, and I don't mean I'm not saying fire Spags from that, but I'm just right, saying right. like. You know, like I said, every every coach, every person in general has strengths and weaknesses, and it's which ones can you live with, you know, which ones will you die by type of thing. So, yeah. Okay. So I'm, I'm going to give you my, my truth here. Okay. When we played the Bengals, I thought we should have pressured more. I mean, that's what Spags is, right? Spags is a guy that's going to pressure the, the offense, and he's going to bring one more than what you have to block. He's, he's going to make sure that he's going to come from all different angles, different sides, and, and different people. And I think that's the beauty of his defense, no doubt about it, because you don't know who it is. Safety comes down and plays in a box. Now he's coming off the edge, right? And I think the Bengals, it, it almost like that week, I'll be honest, I think we kind of, because of all the talk and stuff like that with Justin Reed, I think we kind of took their teeth away a little bit, in, in a sense, right? Because it's like, hey, don't talk. So, well, hey, look. If you're not scared of anybody, you're not worried about Jamal Chase, you're going to you're going to play, okay? As a matter of fact, I'm like, man, we're going to come get him. We ain't talking about like it. Let's, we, we're going to bring the house down on Joe Burrow, okay? Hey, we had Joe Burrow, that came through the, the A-gap, and all of a sudden he's doing a little, you know, dog crawl, you know, making it look. I'm like, yo, like this, man, if we don't hit this joker, right, and just, uh, like, send a message. And that's why I was saying, like, it, it just, it seemed like it, we was playing cautious, that game. And I get because of, you know, you want to stop Jamar Chase. Jamar Chase is back. You got young corners. We trusted them all during the season earlier, right? Which I, I believe in. I believe, look, you trust the young guys. And what you want to make is Aaron throws. I don't care who it is, a quarterback, right? Tom Brady, Patrick Mahomes, and especially Joe Burrow. You bring pressure on this guy, he's, he's going to throw one up, you know? And, and we knew the offensive line was giving up sacks, right? So that's my time to be aggressive. That's me. That's how I felt. I, and so when I seen the game, I think we were playing a little bit cautious on, on some of those things or some of the downs, you know, and, I, and I, I get the thinking of it, but also, too, you know, that's your identity. I think the games before then, because we was trusting the young secondary, I thought bringing pressure was perfect. I think some of the, oh, some of the calls Spanish was making all during the season was incredible calls, right? And so – even if we was weak in some areas, right? I'm just going to say that some areas I think that we weren't as strong as we should be. Okay. And that might be like maybe some line play, stopping the run. The pass we're going to do, right? We put the young guys on the island. You just be more athletic than the other guy. You just got to go out there and make a play. And I think, you know, playing the Bengals, uh, I think we just kind of got away from that. I really do. And so I think it, it just, like and Marcus said, Play in Denver when you go up by that many points, and then all of a sudden you get put in a, a bad position. Now all of a sudden, you know you don't have the win. Like man, we just we just came off the field. We ain't playing high altitude. Right, guys are gas. We're trying to figure out how we gonna just you know they, they got the oxygen mask out on the sideline. So that's not a that's a hard place to go play to go out there and just play you know series after series after series, which is tough. And so I think all of those things has context, man. Uh, but I, no doubt. The, the the defensive coordinator and coaches are a conduits to the players, right? I mean, we, we know that. They got to have that attitude. Like you said, Vrabel and stuff like that. Vrabel's always going to bring 
that's who he is, his attitude. And I think Spags has been doing that. I just didn't necessarily see the Bengals game. I love Spags, man. You know what I'm saying? No Spags for a long time. Man, that's my guy. You know what I mean? And I just, I, I think that I, I just felt like that week, it just didn't seem right. It didn't seem like the same defense, you know, and, and you know, they said a bug going around and stuff like that. I know I'm talking a lot, but I, I just seen a lot of different things that I was just like, huh, like, could that be it? Wow. What is that? Right. And so like the missed tackles was one of those things to me that was glaring, like, wait a minute, hold on. We missed way too many tackles, way too many tackles. And it wasn't necessarily guys was out of position. They're just missing them. We're talking about some, some good tacklers. So that's 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 what I thought. That's 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 my assessment of everything, man. The last few weeks, really. Appreciate you coming on, man. You hey, know, thanks for having me. Yeah, man. Seriously, yeah. You, you want to tell everybody, man? We, we can find you on, you know, uh, getting your thing out here. You know, so um, you know, let everybody know where we can see you and, and and get in contact with you. Like I said, I think I think, man, as far as the voice of reason, I, man, I love everything that you have to say, man. I love your balance of everything. I think more people. And 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 I'm, I'm I'm like this. I'm one of those that I want to promote guys and fans and stuff like that that I know that are analyzing what's going on out there. You know, you do a great job of analyzing the game, man. And I don't think you get enough of, you know, uh, you know, pub of it. You know, I know we kind of have a conversation. I'm just like, man, where's everybody else at? Like, listening to this thing, man. It's just you know, so yeah, I enjoy it. I enjoy you. And me too. I don't know if it's always, I don't know if it's always the best. I have my, I have my emotional moments and then I have my more rational moments, you know, rational moments, more Monday afternoon, Tuesday, you know, but uh, yeah, yeah. We all do. I, I, I try to at least bring everything together and, and see everything from as many, uh, you know, sides as possible, which is why I appreciate your guys's perspectives and, and, and other people's perspective. I might not agree, but at least makes me think and, be more critical about my own perspective. So, I mean, even, even talking right now, you get, you know, you guys have uh, challenged me a bit, so I enjoy that, but uh, yeah, um, I do a show uh, with, uh, with my partner. We co-host a show on uh, RGR called the Roguehead Huddles for members only though. Uh, we also with uh, a third co-host have our own uh, YouTube channel, uh, Back Talk Bros. Uh, and so, uh, we do that. You can find me on Twitter, uh, your boy keys, Y A B O I K E A S. And so, uh, I think Marcus and, and, and JD both follow me on there. So you can find me, you know, we have that all in common. So yeah, well, I'll make sure to put that in the description of our, uh, of our episode. So people will know where to go get your takes on Twitter, man. Yeah, Appreciate man. it guys. Hey man. Thank you, man. You know, thank you uh, to, my, to my brother. I said, what's up to that out there, man. I, I and, I know it's a late night, man. I can get back on your show, man. So we have a, gr a great conversation. Staying up late at night, man. We, you know, like I said, man, I, I enjoy you. I enjoy, you know, all your takes and everything like that, man. I enjoy your input, man. But I appreciate you coming on, you know, just having a conversation with us, man. Seriously, I do. Hey, thank thank you guys. And thank my wife for for keeping the kids relatively quiet. <laughs> yeah, so. Thank you to your wife also. Yeah, please tell her thank you for us. All right. All right. Thanks, guys. All right, Happy appreciate holidays, it, brother. Appreciate right. it. Happy holidays. I always love our other content creators, you know, and it's, it's nice, you know, that, you know, we can, you know, have others on here and, and spread the word. Cause I, I think, you know, we, I, I think we've done a fantastic job in trying to spread, spread, you know, spread the love with all our other content creators. Cause you know, you know how I feel about this. So there's, there's certain content creators out there in the chiefs world who don't, who don't like spreading the love. And so, uh, 
We try yeah. to do our part. We try to do our part to make sure we give that out to everybody. Yeah, man. I, and I, I think it's crazy. My, my thing is, you know, because I, I like getting different perspectives on things. And I think, like I said, Keys does a really good job, man. And, and we follow him and I, I listen to him. I've been on the show before. Um, and I think he has a really good, you know, balance of how he looks at things. Uh, and that's, I love, you know, how he, he breaks things down. Uh, and I think those guys like that need to be promoted. There's more people out here that, that we need to put on the show just to say, hey, man, hey, say what's up to everybody. I want everybody to kind of see you. Um, you know, even with, you know, number of people that we have on it and who's going to come on it, I want everybody to see everybody because I think that's important that, you know, we are showing everybody in, and we interacting with our fans. We interacted with, you know, our, our, you know, our friends, I would call these guys, you know, our podcast friends and stuff like that, right? Doing shows. Uh, but I think it's important. Uh, so like we do, you know, with, with, with other people, that's what it's all about, right? That's what it's all about. His other shows, it kind of do. That's fine, whatever. I, but to me, man, I want to interact with the fans. I want to see what they have to say. I want to talk to them. So, yeah. um, no, nah, it's a beautiful thing, man. Yeah, we, we 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 love our uh, Cheese Kingdom uh, content creators. We we, yes, we, we love them. We love them. Pretty good, yeah. <laughs> um. So uh, as we get to our our next uh, topic, uh, this is one that kind of kind of plays off defense too. Because so kind of you know, firing off what Keys was talking about with Spags. Um. Right. It's kind of the uh, the turnovers, and obviously we talked about the Denver game. That's going to be the big thing we talked about the Denver the turnovers, and this is kind of something that, sh- that struck me. You know, um, it's our total giveaways versus total takeaways. Okay, so got the stats here. So we rank 27th in the league in total giveaways. Mahomes is 11 interceptions, uh, which is third most in the league, uh, tied with uh, Josh Allen with also 11 interceptions. Um, but then we have eight fumbles. So in total, we have 19 uh, giveaways. So you, get, you talk about all the special team fumbles we've had, um, some on offense as well. Um, and then you go to defense. We only have 14 takeaways. So meaning our turnover differential is negative five. So we've given away the ball 19 times. You've only taken it back 14 times. And that ranks 28th in the league. And the crazy thing about that is all the other teams around us are teams that are pretty much eliminated from the playoffs. I, I think most of them are. You got the Rams, you got the Saints. Um, a bunch of other teams that are, that shouldn't even be, yeah. Colts, Saints, Rams, Texans, us. Um, that's that. That's how that, that that's how it rounds out. So, which is wild to me, and it shows how good Mahomes is that he's gonna he can overcome this 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 being a negative five in the turnover differential. But I want to ask you, hearing that the turnover differential, and hearing that we are at the bottom of the league with a bunch of teams that are eliminated from contention already, how jarring of a stat is that? And is that something that that can be corrected? Yeah, man, that's that's not good. That's that, that's not good at all. Uh, and can it be corrected? Absolutely. I mean, you, you know, one thing that you have to do, you got to emphasize, you got to take care of the football. That is very important. I mean, that's everybody's livelihood in their hands is that oblong ball, big skin, you know, that everybody needs to hold on to. They need to take care of. That is life in the NFL. And so, you, you can't just be flipping about and I think this thing is important because it really is. And I think it goes into kind of what Keys was talking about, like being more aggressive. And so I, I think when I see us being a little bit more aggressive, that's where you start seeing a little bit more turnovers. That's where you start seeing more air and throws. That's why you start seeing things up in the air. Guys can go get. It's almost like McDuffie was being, you know, on chase. He's being aggressive. Get a turnover where they call, you know, the holding on it. Ticky tack call, but it was a turnover. And so I think if the young guys do it on the outside, man, which I'd rather than be aggressive, uh, there's going to be more turnovers. But it also has to come from the pressures, right? It has to come from getting to the quarterback. And that's some of the things that we've, we've been getting pressure, but we need to start getting sacks. We need to get a little bit more air and throws. And so 
all of that plays a part into everything, right? Obviously, we know the turnovers have been coming from, you know, the fumbles from some of the guys and the interceptions from Pat. I mean, Pat threw three this last game. So I know our things went skyrocketing and went up, right? If he had thrown the three, no telling what we would have been, to be honest with you, right? I mean, that's, that's you know, let's just be real. Uh, but special teams, you know, the little, you know, muck punts and what, what are we doing, right? Securing the football. And guys kind of fumbling, and, you know, you know, Travis has never done that before. So I think it's just one of those things that it's almost like a bug. It's like the flu. You start, you know, passing this thing around, fumbles and stuff like that. Everybody's going to catch it. And before you know it's not that important. It's like, wait a minute, hold on. We need to take care of the football, period. And we need to start taking the ball away. That's only going to come through aggressive play. That's what it has to be on defense. And so uh, we got to find that. We got to we got to be able to find that nugget somewhere. Somebody making a play, being aggressive, going after the football. And so, yeah, maybe we had to go in and start ripping the ball out like they did with Travis. You know, when guys get in the huddle, pull that ball out. You know, work on that. Practice that even more. You know, and so it's like kind of what Keys is talking about. Man, that coaching that coach. Make sure we get we getting that that form in. You know, come in, rip the ball out, the score with. You know, that's some of the fundamentals and techniques that you go through practice. So. And I'm sure they, you know, they're talking about it. I'm sure they're doing it. Uh, but it's got to translate on the field. That's where it is. Uh, but that is that that stat in itself, man, is, is not good. Got to do a much better job taking it to the football. We got to do a much b- better job of taking the ball away. Pure and simple. Yeah. Uh, if you, if, right, like you said, if you take away the three turnovers, that would leave us at minus two for the year. Um, the teams that are in the minus two, uh, the turnover differentials, Atlanta, Green Bay, Tennessee, the New York Jets, Tampa Bay Buccaneers, and Carolina Panthers. I mean, still not the best of teams in that. You know, the Jets who were, you know, I think this was a, game, yeah, was playing, you know. a game out of the wild card in that in that case. And then you got the NFC South uh, winner between Tampa and Carolina. <laughs> yeah. um, but if you look at the the, 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 te- the creme de la creme teams, the teams that we're going to be, you know, and let's look at AFC. I'm not going to look at the Eagles numbers because that's wild. They're plus 14 in the turnover in the turnover difference. Oh yeah, they, they're doing a phenomenal job. But if we look at it, man, if you think about like Tennessee's got a good defense. Jets yep. was having a pretty good defense. Tampa Bay, pretty decent defense. So it's, I mean, it's, it's not chopped liver, yeah. right? It's, I mean, but there's still that aggressive nature of going in and trying to get the ball away, right? Yeah. Picking it out and just being, you know, uh, I'm telling you, just running through a guy, you know, dislodge the ball with your helmet, with your hat. Everything. So all these things got to be, uh, uh, you know, personal. You're going in. You got to make sure this is what you're trying to do. You're trying to go in uh, and purposeful is what I actually I was trying to purposeful trying to get the ball away. Mm-hmm. Yeah, uh, uh, Cincinnati and Buffalo both are the same with plus two. So th- those are the teams you know that we're gonna, everyone's saying our biggest foe in the AFC is going to be between Cincinnati and Buffalo. They're plus two in that. We're negative five in that. So it's a that's a seven per ten. That's seven differential right there. Oof, that's crazy. Yeah, it is. Def- yeah, it's difficult. But, but I mean, offensively, we're leaving in a lot of categories anyway. And we look at AFC, you start looking. That's true. <laughs> that's true. So protect the football. More yeah. so on our side, on our offensive side, protect the ball. Don't yeah. give it away. Okay. So yeah. that's true. Um, Okay, so this week, and this is something that you know we kind of talk about the show. It's our, our last topic, our game predictions. But I want to, I want to kind of open this up to you, JD. So, uh, Chiefs high uh, spread of the weekend. We are fourteen point favorite at Houston this weekend, a one o'clock game. Um, we're gonna have our guy Trent Green, your your, uh, your QB, your QB one over there, sure. is gonna be calling the game. Um, 
that, that that's huge. Uh, and also Kevin Harlan will be there as well with Trent Green. So you got the kind of the, the, the Kansas City crew between the two of them. Who'd you say? I didn't. It, uh, Kevin Harlan and uh, Trent Green. Okay. All right. So the, the KC crew between the two of those guys. Um, so we're gonna have a lot of love in that in that one. Um, okay. So 14 point favorite, highest point spread of the weekend. They're gonna be without a lot of guys: Nico Collins, uh, Stingley Jr., Damian Pierce, uh, Brandon Cooks, and a few other guys. So I, I want to get your your pr- prediction for this game, but is there any chance? That Houston can come away with a with with, with a um, victory, and, and what what would have to happen for Houston to come away with an upset this week, which would probably be one of the biggest upsets we've seen in a long time <laughs> with with fourteen points. I, do they have a chance? You always have a chance in the NFL. You know, like I said, didn't think it happened. You know, but what we're looking for, we're looking for an absolute uh, 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 destructing uh, the, uh, the Texans up. We're, we're trying to destroy that team, and I think. This week is where you come in with the blitzes, with the pressures, because, you know, who you got, you, you know, to get, you ain't got your top running back, you know, your top receivers. I mean, you're missing all these pieces. You could come at these guys, right? If you want to take all the bitterness and hate and doubt that's been in the past couple of weeks, take it out on these guys, okay? Oh, they almost beat Dallas. And I, okay, I'll tell you what, they ain't going to beat us. They ain't going to almost beat us. We coming in with a sledgehammer and we're going to wreck shop. That's what the mindset has to be. And why not go ahead and get it back right now with a team that you should be, right? It's a team that you should be, not just by seven points or 10 points, by 14. You ought to destroy this team by at least 21 points, okay? You should. So they ain't got their top dogs in. Shouldn't be no excuses whatsoever. But if I'm coming in defensively, Slayer Channel, offensively, let's run the football. Let's be effective. Let's run the football. We, we can throw the ball when we need to, but let's work on some of the things that we need to get better at. That's how I look at it. So, hey, don't take the don't take the foot off the pedal. Give them everything. Give them everything you got. Give them everything you got. So, what's your uh, what's your prediction? Score, score so my prediction. prediction. <laughs> so my prediction. <laughs> so. <laughs> You know what, man? I, I always want to give a team 10 points, at least 10. You know, you should find yourself at least get 10 points. I think Houston gets 10 points. Uh, the Chiefs, we're going to be at uh, 31. 31 to 10. That's my, that's my prediction. So, uh, so a good beating, but not a bad, not, not a bad enough beating where we got, we see Chad Henney coming in the game. Hey, Chad might come in. You shoot, he's 10 31, man. I mean, you're going to run the football. He can hand the ball off. <laughs> we, ain't, we ain't asking to throw the ball. Don't push the ball down the field, Chad. Hey, that's what right there. There yeah. you go. <laughs> Work on that in practice this week. Hand it off. Hand it off, right? Nothing against Chad, but you know, maybe yeah. maybe we warm his arm up a little bit. Maybe yeah. get a little, yeah, a little couple throws down the field. Yeah, why not? Yeah, I mean, with, with this way the uh, the AFC race is going, that looks like Chad Haynes is not going to have a Week 18 uh, game to come in there and do his thing because it's going to go onto the wire. That's how close to us and Buffalo are for that last for that that, that first seed by. Yeah, I, I, you know, I haven't seen. We got an easy road. We ought to win this these next few games easy. We should. And the way I'm looking at it right now, uh, we're going to finish up, man, 14 and three. Yeah, I'm going to tell everybody 13 and four. Everybody thought I was crazy. 
You know, they're like, oh, maybe 12 and five. And, you know, they might be, you know, 11 and six, maybe with the new. I'm like, man, what are you talking about? Yeah. You forgot who, who, who we had at the helm? Have y'all forgotten? Yeah. Right? But, you know, that's, that's, that's part of the hate. Yeah, so I think I think it was it was more so not who we don't have. It was the uh, the fear of other teams in our division specifically being so much better. Everyone, everyone thought the Raiders were going to be significantly better. Everyone thought the Broncos were going to be significantly better. Um, yeah. Chargers probably right around the spot. Everyone thought they'd be overhyped every year like they are, and you know, kind of in the middle of the pack like they they usually are. Um, but we didn't we didn't see a lot of leaps from those other two teams. But I get that. But I, I think we play up to the competition. We're still an elite team. That's the thing about it. So everybody's chasing us. They're getting all the pieces to beat the Chiefs. That's what yeah. they were trying to do, yeah. right? Oh, yeah, yeah. Tell Rick what they're going to do. Well, shoot, you still got Kelsey. You had Juju. Harmon was still here. When you got MVS. So, you know, hey, still guys can do something. CEH was here. Yeah. Yeah, McKinnon. We got one of the best offensive lines. This had started. So I'm just like, let's start there. How about yeah. we start there? Okay, so yeah, yeah it sh- should be a, a game we, we're not worried about it at all. From and hopefully it's a game based on what we saw last. Hopefully it's a complete game, not just yeah. one of those games we come out firing and then you know kind of stall out a little bit. Hopefully we learn from last week and kind of go complete game with this uh, this Houston game. So let it be a practice for a complete uh, sh- a complete game shutout maybe. Um, but that does it for us. Uh, thanks for tuning in to Chief Concerns presented by Bet Online. We'll see you guys Sunday right after the the hopefully one o'clock domination with the Houston Texans with our guy uh, Lance to uh, talk about the game and react to it. Um, and also, I do want to make one more thing. Um, I know that a, a lot of uh, memorials have been uh, posted online and on on Twitter and ESPN about uh, the passing of um, Mississippi Mike State Leach. football coach Mike Leach, um, yeah. a guy wow. that I mean. You could say the modern day offices that we we have we're seeing in the NFL now. Yeah. We wouldn't be seeing if it wasn't for this guy. We we pot, we potentially could have a Patrick Mahomes if it wasn't for the offenses that, that Mike Leach kind of started up with in Texas Tech with uh, Cliff Kingsbury and that kind of you know transpired to what you know modern offices all over the place and and now it's starting to come to the NFL. Um, and so yeah, Mike Leach, brilliant guy, hilarious guy. Um, and you know it, it was a big loss to the football world. JD, um, you want to say anything yeah. about that? I, I, t- I tell you what, man, it's always sad, man, to see uh, a guy, an icon, uh, you know, that that loses their life. You know, life is precious. Um, so sorry. I hate to hear it about uh, Coach Leach. Uh, he was one of those guys, man, like you said, an innovator. You know, I think air raid uh, offense, he was one of the guys that would came in. I mean, that's a brilliant concept, how he just brought it in. And a lot of guys uh, just fed off of it. And his tree, you know, how just, it just it branched out and expanded. And so a uh, guy like that, man, you got to celebrate. I think they were even saying that maybe he was his threshold on his, his, his record may not get him into maybe like the. Yeah. That, uh, that, so the college football hall of fame, you need to have 60% of win percentage and he's 59.6 or something like that. Yeah, man. I, I think those exceptions had to be made, especially somebody who, who's an innovator, right. Yeah. Will change the game with what he was doing. And so, uh my 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 hat uh, my heart and my thoughts and my prayers go out to the Leach family and everybody that he touched. Uh, you know, everybody's better for it for the interaction with with, with Mike. Uh, you sound like guy. That's you know, and you just hear the things he used to say, man. He's just always funny, always on point with things. Uh, you know, love him or hate him, man. He was one of those guys like you just couldn't take your eyes off of, man. I just you know, he was one of those guys you always had to listen to and hear what he had to say. He was just that guy. Uh, so the, the world, football world, definitely lost uh, uh, 
a, a great man, a great football coach. And so, like I said before, uh, uh, thoughts and prayers out to the family, Leach family, uh, Mississippi State football team, uh, and all the guys that that he impacted in his life. Yeah, 100%. Um, so, yeah, uh, rest in peace, Mike Leach, and uh, and sending our love to the Leach family and, and the Texas Tech, Mississippi State, uh, the Washington State, and even people – and I didn't even realize this – he, was, he didn't play football in college. He was a BYU rugby guy, um, and that's kind of how that's kind of how he the air raid kind of got started was when he was, uh, you know, he got to they got to go into a lot of the coaching meetings with uh, the Steve Young uh, BYU team, and he saw them kind of you know spreading guys out, and he was like, oh, that's that's an interesting concept. And then air raid, uh, the air raid concepts began from that. So um, yes, a fascinating yeah. guy. Um, yeah. But all right, guys, well we'll see you on Sunday after the uh, the Chiefs and Texans game. Hi everybody. Thanks for watching. Subscribe here to get the latest from the show. Also, be sure to check out the best clips from Chief Concerns. And if you prefer to listen to the show, subscribe and follow us on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and anywhere else you get your podcasts. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube. You know when you're listening to a true crime story that has an unbelievable plot twist that makes you stop in your tracks? That's what our podcast, People Are the Worst, brings you with each episode. I'm Rachel. And I'm Rebecca. We're identical twins who love true crime cases that make you say, didn't see that coming, and we hate the people responsible for them. Listen to People Are the Worst now on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts.